Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, hello and welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gap fest. We're in a multiracial mix of queer writers gathered around the table to talk about sex, identity, <laughs> culture, what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for mm. Thought. You won't break my hole. You won't break my hole. You won't break my hole. <laughs> oh my God, too this soon. This sounds like the perfect time to bring back up the time. Wait, what was the J-Lo line that you said? It was, that- let's get plowed, but I said, let's get porked. And it should have yes, been let's get plowed. You said it should have been let's get. Yeah, yeah. Like let's get plowed is right, right there. And I'm a poet. Plowed. Words are my thing. I can't believe I fucked that one up, and I'm still embarrassed. I'm but still, still embarrassed you know years later. Sorry, I brought that up. Thank you for the you won't break my whole moment. In any, <laughs> in any case, that was good. Uh, what up, Thotty? So, you know, this week is going to be a little bit different. You know, Joe's got a thing. Fran's got a thing. Den's got a thing. So we're just going to be super cash this week. I'm in the studio with uh, producers Alex and Kenya, and we're just going to be talking about summer. So, you know what I'm talking I'm Tommy Teebs, Pico. Uh, I am a poet, podcaster, TV writer, and I'm enjoying the rays of the sun today. Yes. Yes, Teebs. I'm producer Alex. I'm a podcaster, the mother of the thoughts, a cat mother, and I'm constantly on mushroom tea. Mm. Wow. Really yeah. interesting. Yeah. I think mine goes really good with yours. Okay. Um, I am Kenya Denise, wife of Alex, head intern oh. of Food for Thought, and black people are doing ketamine. <laughs> I will say that they're okay. really doing ketamine. Juneteenth was very lit and it was full of ketamine. Okay. Um, yeah. I've just I've been hearing ambiently though, like K is back in the headlines. Like oh, it's right. back, I like back. I just remember like it was a sort of like mid nineties sort of taboo party drug. Right. And so what's 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 behind the resurgence? Do do the girls know? Well, there's like multiple things. So one, oh, I'm also a psychedelic researcher. So yes, ketamine <laughs> ketamine is actually doing really good um for psychedelic research and helping people with PTSD and really bad depression and anxiety that SSRIs and other meds aren't helping. Um, Also, people are doing a lot of ketamine therapy. So I Mm -hmm. think it's becoming more legitimized in the Western um, medical space. And it's also just like coming back with that resurgence, just coming back into nightlife. But it's not like a dirty drug anymore. I feel like the music fits the vibe. Like everyone is kind of dissociating a little bit. And I think mm. I think it has to do with the fact that the world has been so ridiculous recently. There's right. a lot of darkness. And I think people kind of just want to dissociate. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. is something that helps you dissociate. So yeah. I think that's part of it. I think it's weird because I feel like there was a period of my life between maybe 15 and 20 when I would have tried 
anything you put in front of me. Right. But I, but I didn't get anything. So I, and subsequently I haven't, I haven't tried any drugs besides weed and like, I'm too old for new drugs. You know, it's like that no country for old men, except I'm too old for new drugs. That's no, for you're me. Not. I mean, that's, that's definitely real. I also feel like that is real though. just from your personality and everything. I don't know if you'd love it. Like I did it. And I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Like, I'm definitely a weed mushroom girly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I see why other people really, really love it. Like, I feel like it's something that people really love or they're just like, eh. Yeah. Um, but the good <laughs> thing is there's really no bad come down or, like, feeling crazy the next day like cocaine and Molly will do. So, But it's definitely top of mind here in Brooklyn for everybody. Like, yeah. I feel like mm. it's it's uh, ketamine is, is very prevalent. There was actually a moment in the club because, like, it was a Juneteenth moment. So they kept stopping the music every five seconds and being like, it's Juneteenth. And then, like, overlapped on, like, a weird wavy disco track. There was, like, another track where someone was just going, <laughs> ketamine. Ketamine, ket, just like, and I was just like, wait, is this being put into the music on Juneteenth? <laughs> but I just had to go with it. I was like, listen, ancestors' wildest dreams. I'm free. Let me be out here. Let me be out here. I just need to reference because I told you this right before we hit record. But our cat Soul is in an interspecies relationship with the squirrel outside the window, and the squirrel is back. And so Soul and this squirrel are just like having. An extremely intense friendship and bond. It's really beautiful. There's a They're lot making of eye contact. It sounds like a, a summer fling. And on that subject, a it is we, we are recording this on what yes. is it? The 21st, which is yes. the longest day of the year, the summer solstice, the official start of summer. So I thought this week we would just talk about summer. What does it mean to you? What does it mean in the different climates you've lived in? I mean, summer in Los Angeles for me is way different than summer in New York. Um, I mean, it has its relative degree of insufferable heat, but unlike New York, L.A. is pretty much sunny all the time. And so I feel like summer is a payday in in on, in the Northeast. You know what I'm talking about? So just curious, like starting from early on, do you remember summer vacations from school? Didn't they used to seem like forever? Like summer seemed like it was forever. And now it's just like the blink of an it eye. Was- so good. I do remember that. There was also something about summer vacation, which was the end of a school year where you might have this as a TV writer, Teebs, where things were over. Like it was like the year was over and there was nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like until the next year. And it's very much now. I, I think for me, it, it feels like with work and with jobs, there's very much not that moment of like everything is done right now and you don't have to give a fuck about anything. So like I really miss that moment of summer vacation. You know what I mean? When like when school's out, you look for the bell and it rings and then that's it. And like you said, it felt like it was forever. Yeah. And I think, too, there's like some feeling of this this um, completion, something completed. Yes. I always yes. felt the same way after church on Sunday because I was oh. like, I have like a week before I have to go to church again. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, yes. No. Yeah. It really felt like being let free. I remember there was like a weird feeling that um, I don't get in adulthood and I haven't gotten for a very long time. It's that feeling where it's like one hour until summer Mm -hmm. and everyone's just sitting down looking crazy. Everyone's looking at the clock. Like, I'm just like, why are the teachers even talking? It's over. I've completely checked out. And I mean, 
I think it was partly inspired by the movies, but like I was that dramatic kid that when summer was happening, I ran out, I ripped up papers, I jumped on the desk. So I I definitely felt so excited that freedom. I feel like I I always had like a lot of stuff planned in the summer, but it was Mm -hmm. it was fun to be like, yeah, the full completion of that year. Like I never have to think about, you know, whatever, third grade or whatever again. You know, now I'm moving on to fourth grade. So um I, I really did love that. And just having like that huge time off. I mean, I really I appreciate it then. But like, wow, do I appreciate it now? Because right. as an adult, I feel like life is just ongoing. Right. Unless mm-hmm. you're like a teacher, really. Um, y- your work and life doesn't ever stop for a yeah. minute. Um, and there was just like there was just less worries back then. You know, it was just the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, also, I like that that what you just described. I remember so acutely that feeling of exuberance, of yes. overwhelming. Like, it's it's about like I mean, the, the, you know, like when you think about it, like that that song "Schools Out for Summer," that that yes. burst of like joy and mm-hmm. like letting go and and propelling forward, and you know, it's going to be all about the beach and all about the pools and all about yeah. the whatevers. I'm curious, what is does summer mean anything to you now? Uh, I mean. Also, the beginning today is the summer solstice. It's also the beginning of cancer season. I'm a cancer, and I do think that cancers as a sign just generally are known for, it's a water sign. So it's like, you know, for me, if I'm not in the water in the summer, I'm in crisis. You know, like, it's Mm -hmm. like, I think our friend Juju, who's also a podcaster, shout out a little Juju podcast. She tweeted the other day, like, is it just me or do people just go completely like lose their minds if they're not in a body of water for a certain period of time? And that's exactly how I feel. Like if I'm not in the ocean or in the water, it's even a pool, a pool will do. But if, if several weeks go by without that happening, like it has right now, like I'll start to, I need to, I need to get to the beach. You know what I mean? And Mm. so for me, my family lives near a beach, so I make plans all summer. You've been to my family's house at the beach. We were ta- yeah. we were doing poppers with my dad. Like all kinds of things were happening. You know? I will just. I just want to bring up my Please. favorite memory of Donald. Please, uh, Alex. Shout out Donald. Yeah, uh, father. I, when we were. I think we were drunk and high and we were smoking inside your house and your dad was talking about Martha's Vineyard and he said, and there's a place in Martha's Vineyard called Gay Head and he said, Gay Head is so beautiful. And I was like, <laughs> yes, Donald, Gay Head is so beautiful. We laughed till we fucking cried and we he still laughs about Gay Head. It's like gay. He always says gay head really is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think summer really marks for me the end of the cold. And Mm -hmm. that's mostly what it's about. Like I'm like anti-cold. Cold Cold is sadness. It's not cool for me. So I love being like hot and sweaty in the sun. Can you thermostat at 85 inside the house? Because mm. I have to. Um, mm-hmm. So it's more of that relief, like, damn, I'm not about to freeze anymore. But I also like summer because I associate it with, like, still seeing more friends, going out. I love, like, mm-hmm. little day trips. I like being in nature, seeing flowers. We actually went to Governor's Island. It was so cute. Yeah. They had a lavender festival. It was just, like, was rows incredible. of lavender. We were picking. Some white lady yelled at me, but fuck that bitch. Um, wow. <laughs> but so, like, little trips like that. We've just been doing so many cute things going on the ferry. So I, I just feel like it's um, excitement, friends coming together, and also pride is happening. So I feel right. like there, it seems like there's a lot in the air. But then it gets a little too wild. You know in New York where it yes. gets hot and you're like, you know, it went too yeah. 
hot. You know, it's like people going crazy. It's it's yes. it's a lot. The city is sweating. Oh, oh yes, and we ex- in fact experienced this together. I believe during a pride par- a pride party at Joe's place oh, a few what? years ago oh. that turned into utter cha- it turned into event horizon. It was utter chaos. There was puke. There was blood. There was semen. There was fucking. Ah. There people fell out. Literally fell out and had to run away because fell they out. were embarrassed. Like it was people was <laughs> fucked. I remember I took the train back. And I remember I was like, my hand was on the rail and I was going back and forth and I was just yeah. sweating. And yeah. I was like, I am fucked up yeah. and the sun is still out. It's like- still out. Yeah. Why did we start that at like noon? Yeah. I love those moments, though. But there is a, a certain level of chaos that I think the heat brings. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is like for better or worse. Well, there is there is a vibe. I will say this about New York. There is a vibe uh, that happens maybe around end of July, August, mm-hmm. right? Where it's been hot for a few months and that oh, initial exuberance is over and people are just baked. Yeah, they are just exactly. dusted and crazy. Dusted, <laughs> yeah. Where like the, the, the rivers of garbage, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And kind of, and then you just be in the subway just wet. You know, just yeah. like out, like waiting for the train, and it's a disrespectful oh ninety degrees, and the yeah. heat, the humidity is at a hundred percent, and you're just yep. like breathing water. Yeah, Ugh. it happened to me last night. Do you know when you walk, and it was the first time that it happened of the season, but now it's like once it happens, it's gonna happen all the time. Where you're walking, and like the crease of your ass, you're like just sweating from the crease of your ass, and it's just like dripping down your leg, mm-hmm. and it's just like damn. Was, mm-hmm. But you're right. Now we have like three more months of that. So just like wet from all the creases right all the nooks and crannies all the nooks and crannies (laughs) so that's what summer means to me teams what does summer mean to you well it's weird because i was thinking about this like um almost philosophically because Mm. i was talking to a friend last night about i mean i had a gummy so we were talking about Uh the universe Uh Uh (laughs) and And i you know i was thinking about this idea that i had written about in in my third book junk because it's a winter poem Mm -hmm. and i was just like thinking a lot about how in the vast expanse of the universe heat is actually the um rarest resource in the universe Mm -hmm. because most of the universe is cold and dark and isolated. And so to be bodies that generate heat is actually a kind of miracle. You Mm. know what I mean? Like we are, we are heat generators in a vastly cold universe. And so I was thinking about going to, when I would go to Seattle or Mm. Portland, the Pacific Northwest, my experience of those places when I first went there was only in the summertime, going to Tin House, you know, going to, you know, see friends in Seattle where it's like, I understood the concept of sun worship because in places like that where it's mostly gloomy and cloudy and like if you if you live in the Pacific Northwest and you have a 9 to 5 in the winter you never see the sun because the sun comes up after you're at work and it goes down before you get out so like that is a profoundly a uh, cold sensibility, even if it's not as cold as maybe we get in Chicago or the Northeast, it, the sensibility is cold. And I always felt like the one of the main um, one of the main um, ires I have with the winter in the Northeast is that the sun actually does come out; it just has no heat. You know right. what I mean? And it's I just always felt fuck. like coming from this, coming from Southern California, to see the light but feel no heat was just like the. It was like it was like getting buck fuck butt fuck with, <laughs> with steel wool i was like what's oh, going on right now no <laughs> i 
Did I just feel that? How did you think of that? How did you think of that? Oh, my God. I was going for the foulest imagery imaginable. Oh, my God. You're a poet. Because it is is such um, a letdown. And then to go to the Pacific Northwest and to just be around. Because, like, my experience there being in going in the summertime actually went in February. And I was like, wait a minute. This place is different. Oh, is that what we were together? Yes, yeah, no, we I went was to depressed Portland. after four days. I was yeah, and like, you guys had had a depressed. whole vacation planned. Like you were going to yeah, stay right. in Portland, and it was like, no, nah, this isn't summer Portland. This isn't Tin House Portland. Yeah, this isn't, it was no. this different. is winter Portland. Yeah, it was cold rain, and this reminds because I lived in Minnesota when I was working public radio, and in Minnesota it was very much that where it was like nine months were completely practically unlivable with cold but three months were incredible and there were lakes and like i just remember the first summer i was there seeing people would gather around the lake and just stare into the sun like just stand there and stare up into the sun and i was like what the fuck are these people doing but then i realized like that's i i guess they're just like storing up for the coming month hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mm-hmm. or something it made like after living there for two years that kind of made sense in a way but mm. yeah i remember going to visit roy one time in portland when, when he lived there and uh this was maybe 2011 and roy had just moved to portland and when i got there it was like september what i didn't realize is i got there on the last sunny day <laughs> Uh, and so like it was this weird mood because we were going through we like visited some of his friends we went to like a um a cafe uh where his friends were uh pastry chefs so they were just like giving us tons of pastries and shit i was like this is fucking amazing and they were like it was almost like um their last hurrah there Mm. was this like feeling of like Mm. well we're about to go back under for like Mm -hmm. eight months and i didn't get it because i was like this, there's this, like, uh, I don't know, like, it, it was like the opposite of the last day of school. Right. Oh, you know what I mean? That's so sad. I hate that <clears> feeling. <throat> tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like you're getting ready to, to, to buckle down. And that that feeling was just so profoundly, like, I don't know. It was like sort of, you know, Fat Tuesday or something, like right before, <laughs> right. Right before the fast. You know what I mean? And yeah. It was, like yeah. This, it was a different kind. Of, it was like a sad exuberance. Yeah. You know, it was Ooh. like a, it was like this melancholy that yes. was with a smile on it that I just like I did not get so the Pacific Northwest really fucked me up in that sense um curious now that 
to, we can't speak of summer without talking about summer jams. You know, mm. like the song of summer. The song of summer is so important, uh, uh. I think, in, in setting the tone for summer. Can do you, off the top of your head, I know this wow. is unprompted, but off the top of your head, can you remember any summer jams? So you, can, easily, I think, the first one I think of is that song, Jamie XX, with Popcon and Young, Young Thug, that was, what was it called? Good Times. Good times, good times. Good times. Good times. Like, that. that is... I think since that came out in like 2015 will always be my song of summer. I don't know what it is about that I mean, song. I feel like there's a few and I feel like especially in New York as an adult, there's a few right. where it's just like there was a moment where there'd be one song coming out of every single yes. car and there are a few ones I distinctly remember. Yes. I remember Trap Queen oh, in 2015. I was like, I will never hear another song again. Trap Queen... I, at any given moment, like day or night, no matter how far I was out of the city, that would be playing. I also remember oh. Cardi B's I Like It oh. and Bad yeah. Bunny. That one, I love that song yeah. so much. And yeah. that was definitely a song of the summer yes. moment in New York. And I and I just... I also just, Pop Smoke. Pop like Smoke, Pop Welcome to really, the Party. Really Hot Girl too. Summer was a big one. I mean, I, I just really love when there's that kind of one song that everyone's like, yeah, we vibe to this yeah. song. We yes. listen to it collectively. Yes. And I think Cardi's had two in a, I think like there was that one summer of right. uh, I like it like that, but then the summer before that was Bodak Yellow. I right. Think. Yeah, which and was that huge. was the one when you would huge. you would just I I was so proud of New York because like that song would come on, like somebody would just have it blaring in the subway stop and everyone started dancing. Everyone's ass was against up in the air. You know what I mean? Like, and it was like, I remember seeing videos and it was just filled me with so much joy when it'd be like, New Yorkers be like, and then it was like, somebody just started the track and everyone right. was like, in a trance. I like, that too. I love it yeah. so much. It was like it was human. So we can all be human together. It gave me hope, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, I can't, I, I don't, I think we can't, over, I mean, without you know, overstepping too much and overstating rather, um, at the song of the sun. I mean, there's Beyonce at midnight released the song of the summer on the summer solstice. That was day, next level on the longest day of the year, and she was saying, "Girlies, she did that? You're gonna be voguing to this." <laughs> Beyonce is just so smart. This drop, because the way that she fucked the whole industry up with the digital drop, Mm -hmm. and then she said, Ashley, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do the regular rollout. It's it's gagging me, because I feel like we are in a time where, like, everyone's trying to go back to a different time, a different era, how things used to be. Beyonce understood the assignment well we were also saying we're so used to i don't know how you felt about this teams but we're so used to especially because beyonce started this hearing the single for the Mm -hmm. first time along with the video and -hmm. there's something really nice about just hearing the music you know what i mean like i don't get me wrong i cannot fucking wait for the visuals but like just hearing the song and experiencing it kind of like in your own imagination you know what i mean like there's something about it that i love now i'm lusting for the visuals even more because i have my own idea of what they could be exactly I woke up different today because, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've been feeling, I mean, just after the past two years and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, fascism, global fascism yeah. and, 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 and racial unrest and, yeah. uh, you know, like fucking guns everywhere. Yeah. I have been feeling so underwater, so yeah. depressed. Right. And I woke up to, you won't break my soul. And I was like, you know what? You won't. 
Right. You won't. Right? You won't. I felt so resolute. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't. I woke up with a smile on my face. Oh. I was, it was like blaring from every fucking from my Roku as I was like sleeping the floor. I was just like, it's a new day. Yeah. It's a new day. It right. is a new day. Beyonce hath hath said. Yes. You won't break my soul. And you know what, bitch? You will not. You will not break my soul. Zoloft, you are hitting right. But but Beyonce is an antidepressant, okay? <laughs> Zoloft plus Beyonce. I mean, you're fucking unstoppable right now, too. I can't. I mean, I, it's true. I have not played a single song except for that song today. And probably mm-hmm. not for a really long time. I mean, you were saying last night that you felt that it was a little on the nose, the messaging. Well, so, I mean, okay. Oh, Art is so interesting. Yeah. But I I, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Drake tried to drop a dance album. And oh, I, I can't I really, I can't, I can't him. say much about that. I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just saying that yep. Drake Moving did on. so. But there is a thing did where so. <laughs> from Beyonce, I do kind of expect like these like big critiques, big lyricism and everything. So at first I was like, damn, she's just saying release your job. You won't break my soul. But then when I really thought about it, like Mm. Beyonce is giving us that house era and like they weren't really telling full stories. And, you know, it is just like a repetitive thing that's positive that you can say over and over again Mm -hmm. um, in the club. And like so Beyonce just I feel like was staying really true to the genre and the era that she was she's trying to recreate this renaissance so in the end like i I understand why she did it it just at first i was just like where is the deep commentary where is the beautiful lyricism but i just had to you know think about it within myself ruminate but i enjoyed it i did too my interpretation was more like you know when people talk about <clears throat> the great resignation and and people quitting their jobs you know you have this sort of kim kardashian critique which is like get up off your ass and work and which which is like it's hiding the larger discrepancy that people notice which is you know before the pandemic people you know you work your minimum wage job because at the end of the day, you got to go out with your friends. Or on the weekend, you went dancing. You got to do something with your life. Then the pandemic hit, everything shut down, and people were like, wait a minute, I'm working this shitty job to do what? To sit around and do nothing? And I have no insurance? I don't have a union? Like, I could be fired at any time? That was the idea. And that, I feel like Beyonce was saying, you know what, fuck it. Like, this like I think she was I think she was speaking truth to the Great Resignation, which is it's not about people not wanting to work; it's about people not wanting to work to destroy their soul. You know what I mean? And what she's saying, you won't break my soul, give up your job. You know, it's like it's like that thing about like until you get respect and and and, and respect in a capitalist society means a livable wage. Fucking party, fucking party. I mean, and I stand by that a hundred percent. Like I I I stand by that message so strongly, and I I know a lot of people like Beyonce didn't invent. There are a lot of white people that are going too far. They're like, Beyonce invented quitting your job, invented resigning. And I'm like, no, it's been happening for a minute. That's why it's called the Great Resignation. (laughs) But I do appreciate there are some people I feel like, you know, didn't think about it yet. And, you know, Beyonce has people thinking. Beyonce has people thinking in the very least. And that is very important. If you need, you know, a pop star to make you think about your life and like, your time and being abused and, you know, standing up for yourself that I think it's a very important message. And if it's simple, it's simple. It doesn't matter. It's still important and it's changing people's lives. I mean, we have just so many friends. Like Mm -hmm. I can think it it would be hard for me to think of a friend who isn't in a situation where they have either just quit their job or are seriously considering quitting their job. And like Mm -hmm. so many friends who had like 
stable jobs in media, not even like stable jobs in media who are the type of people who would only quit if they have something else lined up. You know what I mean? I'm seeing so many people who are self-proclaimed that type of person where they're like, I would never even dream of quitting my job without having the next thing lined up. And they like in the past only month, a lot of them are like, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? Like the microaggressions, everything that you're talking about, it really has just gotten to be too much. And so I do think that this message I mean, even though it's basic for people in the sense of, like, right. you can quit your job, I think it came at the right time, and right. I think it's what people actually really need, right. you know? Yeah, and, like, I think Beyonce is – what she doesn't get enough credit for is the 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 message. I think because, because it's wrapped in pop, you know? So, like, I remember when Formation came out, you know, like, it was like, get – information but then the girls were like wait a minute get information and you know that she has like the dancers in the in the pool in the empty pool you know as a comment on on blackness and swimming or like watching the cop car right be submerged in in new orleans it's just like Mm -hmm. i feel like it's not only i mean i guess i am looking forward to the visuals but i Mm -hmm. so i get what you're saying alex i loved being able to form my own interpretation of this because the party moment is different is idiosyncratic yeah. right. you know what I mean finding that finding the beat inside of yourself allowing the song to wash over you allowing the message to wash over you and because it's weird because like people still are isolated coronavirus didn't go anywhere right. and so to a certain extent for the past two years we've been used to having to interpret and get and get into things on our own in our mm. own physical body without like the the commune of the party or whatever and i feel yeah. like there's this first wave of like feel it in your body get ready for it and then the right. visual is going to come out and we're all going to do it together right <sighs> yeah also her rapping I loved her I rapping moment. Was. That was fire. fire. I love that she tries new things. Like, right. the thing about Beyonce is, like, I just get so excited when Beyonce is about to drop because it's always something different. Yeah. Like, of course, mm-hmm. right now and, and in such a dark time, she's going full house bounce. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, yes, and using her vocals in a different way, using her rap in a different way. Like, she's rapped before. I love her as a rapper. Yeah. But she's rapping in a different way. And so I love that just experimentation. Yeah. And it, it's just, I think the girlies just needed a beat. We needed a beat to just do, do, do. You know, getting through this good. world, getting right. through every day. Like, just put it in your earphones and right. just yeah. bop around. And you remember know? there was that hint because the Vogue photos dropped and right. then the interview with Edward Enifal, who's the, I think, editor-in-chief of British Vogue and Edward Enifel is like an older gay and he was like there was one screen cap of the paragraph where it was like because he got to listen to the album and he was like the second I heard the music and it washed over me I was taken back to like the dance floors of my youth and like my young days in the club and I was like oh my god what is this about to be Mm, and mm. it has exceeded my wildest dreams that this is the sound and I fucking hope the whole album sounds like this. I think it will yeah and if you think about the origins of House you know, right. house as being right. in ball culture. Yeah. Yes. Like, and what was ball culture but a refuge, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. From in an outside, in, inside from an outside inhospitable, yeah. largely inhospitable world, you know? Right. And you think about like terms like carry or eight or whatever. Like mm. it just, there's such a, I think there's such a rich um, layer of metaphor there mm-hmm. about about safety and danger and about exuberance and 
um, and b- because like of having to maybe be a little bit more conservative when you're outside of mm-hmm. you, this, the, the, your sanctuary, when you're outside of the house, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and it's no, it, it's, it's, it, it's not lost on me that it's called house, you know, house right. is a home, you know what I mean? Right. Like it is the, the place where you feel safe, yeah. you know, the place where you go to, you, you can be, um, your most, you know, cause you get that feeling about like trying to like you guys were texting like is uh, is are people going crazy because uh, you were getting shouted at, um, right? right. You know, yeah. this is a reminder that the world is not hospitable. Yeah, yes. no, it's not. it's not. It's not for the, not for the girls. And and so I did feel like this extension of a kind of like a safety, a safety in um, a fun, but not. It's, but it's not disembodied. It's not. It's not. Um, right. It's not fun for the sake of fun. It's fun with a message, right. you know. But yeah, it's like, be aware. Be yes. aware. Be yes. aware and let go. Yeah, I can't wait to go listen to it more. I know. I'm <laughs> she like, did I that get, shit. So I, I also just want to say that there is a uh, great meme that I saw today on the Saint Hoax Instagram, mm-hmm. and it takes a bit from uh, Legendary season one, the cape snatching moment, mm. and it's like uh, Drake tries to release something and then it was like Beyonce releases something and she when she pulls the cape it's so good I I, love I don't it. do it justice in, in talking about it obviously but like please please go on say hoax Instagram go. and take a look at it it's everything okay. it I'm gonna go check it out thank you for prompting that conversation Tease. that was so fun that was actually really fun and lighthearted. I know I, loved it. I know and kind of deep too right <laughs> This episode of Food for Thought is made possible by the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and our home at Stitcher. Our producer is Alexandra De Palma. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. My name is Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find me at HeyTeebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S, on Instagram because I deleted Twitter. My name is Alexandra De Palma. You can find me on all social media platforms at LSD Palma. My name is Kenya Denise. You can find me on IG at Kenya Diggett, K-E-N-Y-A underscore D-I-G-G underscore I-T. You can find us on Instagram as Gay Sloads Who Read and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Food for Thought Pod. And finally, send your questions, thoughts, concerns, and dick pics. Dick pics. Woo! To thoughts at foodforthoughtpodcast.com. As always, that's food, the number four, and thoughts spelled how? T-H-O-T. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 